0: What's up, Michigan? Welcome to the first State Champs Michigan Extra Point podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers over two dozen varsity NAIA collegiate sports at Lawrence Tech, athletic and academic scholarships available. Recruit yourself at LTU LTUathletics.com. Extra point also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is looking for motivated individuals to become officials. Great part-time pay and a way to stay connected to the game. Help wanted, just whistle. Visit MHSAA.com for details. And also Hungry Howie's, do you want free food? Hungry Howie's and state champs have a great offer for you. Order your next meal at HungryHowie's.com and use the special code CHAMPS to receive one free order of Howie's bread. Some restrictions do apply. Okay, this is the companion podcast to our State Champs Michigan Extra Point talk show. We've got recaps of some of the best games from week one, a preview of week two, and a whole lot more. Watch it on your preferred platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, statechampsnetwork.com, or on our free streaming app. My name is Lauren Plant, Scott Bernstein with me, and joining us today is the Communications Director with the MHSAA and a big high school football fan in his own right, Jeff Kimmlerly. Jeff, thank you so much for taking some time to talk football with us today. Glad to be with you guys. Okay. Uh, First off, talk about your role in the MHSA. Perhaps there's an aspiring communications director listening right now. Uh, What are some of the specific things that you do for the MHSA? Uh,
1: Sure, so I came out of the media myself. I was a newspaper editor for 12 years. Moved into a position where I became uh, something of our in-house media. Uh, We have started our own website going on a decade now. Uh, It's called Second Half. We try and tell a lot of the stories we call them the stories behind the scores uh, of high school athletics in the state of Michigan. Uh, we had noticed that in a lot of places, uh, media was not able to dedicate the resources. And so we thought that we could hopefully step in and still tell those stories and maybe provide a hand in the media and, and you know, now partner with uh, great people like state champs and do some, some good stuff for school sports. And so a big part of what I do every day uh, is edit and write for that website. Uh, I'm also the person now who speaks uh, for us to the media, which during COVID-19 times meant about 1,500 interviews last year.
0: Right.
1: Uh, things quieted down substantially thank goodness this fall
0: let's get your takeaway from week one on three teams specifically let's start with chippewa valley perhaps the biggest surprise from week one at the pkc at wayne state on thursday night big reds coming off a disappointing three and four season in 2020 Uh big 45 to 20 win over detroit catholic central your thoughts
1: there's just a few layers here that were really impressive. But of course, uh, a lot of players in offense that can do things. Uh, I think we knew that a little bit going in, but uh, what Cephas Harris did, scoring four times, uh, Shamar Heard, you know, as a freshman he was a top five uh, placing sprinter in Division One uh, in the 100 and 200, and, and he just gives them another uh, speedy guy that's going to be able to do some things. It's going to make their offense multi-dimensional. Uh, they're going to be tough to stop on that side of the ball. But we can't neglect the fact also that they held Detroit Catholic Central to 20 points. Uh, Detroit Catholic Central with a very good quarterback to 20 points.
0: Chippewa Valley was To
1: the story, me, the right, Chippewa
2: Scott? Valley right now is the number one team in Metro Detroit, according to Bernie. And right. that's no disrespect to, <laughs> yeah. to Belleville, who is clearly going to be a juggernaut this year. But in terms... And, and they obviously have the blue chippers. But... <laughs> Chippewa Valley has their own group of college-bound talent, and they have Scotty Merchant, who's one of the best tacticians there there is in the MHSAA. Um, and and I what I view what I'm most excited about is this program right now. Chippewa Valley is set up for the next four or five years to be, in my opinion, w- will be the the best group of football players at a program to ever come out of macomb county and if you date it back to the state championship two years ago with tommy schuster and you're going to have all three schuster brothers quarterback this team right now you got ryan schuster who's going to lafayette drew schuster who's supposed to be the best out of all three of them is a <laughs> freshman he'll take over next year and i'll have three more years right uh you have a, he mentioned shamar heard they've got Multiple freshmen and sophomores with Division One offers Shamar heard got a bunch of ACC offers coming out of eighth grade and then, in his varsity debut, took a touchdown, uh, took a kickoff return back for a touchdown, showed everyone the hype is real. This Chippewa Valley team is locked and loaded for the next half decade to be. Some of the best football talent you've ever seen come out of Macomb County, and I'm very
0: excited about that. All right, Scott Bernstein with uh, the the hyperbole, and we well, love I don't it. think it's. I honestly
2: don't think it's hyper uh, hyperbole. <laughs> I, I don't. I'll, I'll admit I, when
0: I'm being hyperbolic. I'm just, i
2: you know, just trying to, you know. I, I mean, I really believe that this run that Macriwa Valley can put together, and if you if you date it back to the state championship a couple years ago, and I I will put my Hard earned money on the fact that that Chippewa Valley team, I think it was 18 or 19, the best football team to ever come out of Macomb County. And then you're going to have another
0: five year run here. It's going to be special. Okay, we shall see. Hey, State Champs is going to be in Grand Rapids this Saturday, live-streaming the Week 2 matchup as one of the powers from Indiana, and heads to Catholic Central to take on the Cougars. GRCC with a convincing 43-21 to win over Lapeer. The reigning D5 State Champs look like they have another squad, Jeff, that could make it five state titles in six years.
1: Yeah, I believe the first game of the entire season, this is a big win for GRCC over a Division One opponent. Uh, I, I don't think that it's too much of a surprise for people, uh, especially given uh, who they have coming back. Uh, but nonetheless, what an impressive way to start out not only their season, but the entire Michigan high school football
2: season. I love myself some Joey Silveri. Just so much swagger, moxie, field vision. Uh, he's got you know a great gridiron IQ, and he can make all the throws. Whoever grabs him at the next level is getting a steal. Nolan Zeigler, who uh, plays on both sides of the ball, he caught a couple touchdowns as a wide receiver, but he's going to Notre Dame as a safety uh, you know, for my again, for my money, Nolan Ziegler like, well, is the best uh free safety in 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 the MHSA right now. So, uh, GRCC looked really good in week one.
0: Yep. Uh, as I mentioned, State Champs Game Time Live will feature the game between Grand Rapids Catholic Central and Andrian, Indiana, who has a five-star linebacking beast of their own in Drake, Drake Bowen, Bowen. That's yeah. right. He'll be looking to wreak some havoc uh, in the Cougars' backfield. But again, the Mr. Football candidate, uh, Joey Silveri, will see how he handles that. So kickoff's at 4 p.m. on the State Champs Network. One more team to get to, Jeff, and that is the defending State Champs in Division Three, DeWitt. Mr. Football candidate, quarterback Ty Holt. Six touchdowns in the opener. Uh, I was Filming that game, four of them, to wide receiver Bryce Koontz, who came out of nowhere and uh, was just uh, had a heck of a game. The Wisconsin commit, Tommy McIntosh, had a receiving touchdown as well. 47-27 to 27 the final as they beat a really good Traverse City Central team at the big house. I mean, Traverse
1: City Central, obviously that's going to be a team we're going to hear about the rest of the season. DeWitt, we, we knew that they'd be great on offense again. Eight starters back, uh, an Ivy League quarterback, and Holt, two Division One receivers. And then Rice Kearns comes out of nowhere and catches four touchdown passes. And and he's more of a basketball guy, or was. uh, Apparently now he's also a football guy uh, who's very good. So, uh, you know, the fact that Central gave up an average of 19 points a game last year uh, and DeWitt put up 47, uh, DeWitt's got a lot of new players on the defensive side of the ball. But if you have that kind of offense, I've covered DeWitt offenses for 20 years. Basically, I started the first year that Rob Zimmerman started at DeWitt. So I've mm, I've absolutely. seen them all. Uh, and, and this one is going to be right up there with them uh, with the grades that he's had over those two decades. Uh, the numbers that are going to come out of this are just going to be ridiculous.
0: And absolutely. And I, I would say, you know, right now, uh, Ty Holtz is picking up where he left off Mr. Uh, after, Football yeah, Mr. Football. I mean what a fantastic year he had last year and uh, he looks stronger uh, he is in full control of that team those guys look to him to be their leader and uh, he steps in the pocket and he's going to throw it to whoever's open and, and
2: I want to talk about something that's very exciting I, I mentioned Chippewa Valley's future DeWitt's future at the quarterback position is very 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 bright you got Ty Holtz who, again, probably the front runner for Mr. Football right now, best quarterback in the state, headed to the Ivy League. But coming up behind him is another one of these phenoms that you start hearing about in seventh and eighth grade. Aspen Keys, he made his junior varsity debut yes. last week and was, um, I'm looking at his stats right now, uh, 12 of 15 uh, passing, 225 yards, uh, three touchdowns, two uh, uh, through the air, one on the ground. So Ty uh, Ty's going to graduate next year. Yeah. Aspen will step in as a sophomore and the, the train will
0: just keep rolling. Well, there you go. The MHSAs communication director, Jeff Kimmerly joining us today on the State Champs Michigan Extra Point podcast. Full implementation, Jeff, of the playoff point system in effect this year. Uh, can you give us a simple way to understand how this works and how it differs from the six wins and you're in policy of the past?
1: Previously you won a certain number of games, and you're in the playoffs. It wins a few games in a season, five games, five wins uh, if you played eight or fewer. Win is no longer, uh, no longer part of the process here. Everything is based on not only how successful you are, but really how successful your opponents are as well. Uh, this is called the enhanced strength of schedule format. Uh, it's something the Football Coaches Association brought to uh, the table three or four times uh and we continued to work with them and to, to tweak the the formulas to to make this really line up so that it'd be beneficial for schools all over the state
0: i want to thank the mhsa's jeff Kimmerly for joining us today happy week two looking forward to another exciting weekend thanks jeff final segment of the show we bring in state champs digital managing editor and the man who does the weekly rankings for us all football season Matt Mowry, be sure to check in every Monday for the latest top twenty-five teams in the state. How you doing, my friend?
3: I am doing well, and
0: yourself? I'm doing well, and Scott okay. Bernstein still with us as well. Well, Matt, it didn't take long for West Bloomfield to go from number one in the state to number ten in the state. Uh, Rochester Adams won that game pretty handily. Uh, you have a new number one, and that is
3: that is Belleville. And it was quite honestly, when we were going into the season, when I was looking at the two teams, they had a lot of similarities. They were going to have a new quarterback. They had a young and exciting kid who was going to take that spot. They had to rebuild several spots on defense. We thought they would both kind of be a little more, a little further ahead offensively maybe than defensively. And it just It just happened that those problems caught up with west bloomfield in week one belleville did not have any problems with plymouth just absolutely smoked them like they did a lot of teams at the early part of last year too and it it quite frankly could have been a toss-up and it was one of those things that rankings is about admitting you're wrong sometimes and we were clearly had overvalued some of those you know it We knew that West Bloomfield had kids who were going to come in and replace a lot of those kids who had graduated. It was just how fast they were going to get up to speed. And quite honestly, uh, Rochester Adams exposed that some of those kids or some of those, uh, you know, positions are not quite where they, you know, will be down the road, and we expect they'll be in a year or two. Another thing to remember, too, though, is West Bloomfield kind of did this a couple of years ago in 2017, I believe, where they lost their first two games and were, quite frankly, embarrassed at that point of where they stood at 0-2 on the season, ran the table the rest of the way, and ended up in the state finals anyway. So nothing that happens in these first couple of weeks dictates what your season is going to be still yes once we f- saw that result with west bloomfield it was you know they they were probably they were the biggest drop in the rankings this this last week you know, there were other teams that that dropped there were a lot of intra ranking um, uh, games last week i think we had six uh, te- games between where both teams were in the rankings last week yep. i think we have five this week where where both teams are in the rankings so it it kind of clarifies where those teams stand against each other But I still think we have a pretty strong top 25 in terms of these are the best 25 in the state.
0: Anybody other teams you want to mention uh, in your top 25 that uh, are worth uh, talking about a little and and a team maybe to uh, uh, look out for that might be on the rise soon in your eyes?
3: Well, another team that was in a pretty similar situation to those two, quite honestly, in, you know, replacing a lot of, of Division I talent, particularly at quarterback, was River Rouge. And River Rouge started off uh, 1-0, and just absolutely uh, rolled over East Point in one of the, I believe it was one of the games at the PKC uh, last Saturday. That's another program that just kind of reloads. And quite honestly, that might be the best matchup of this upcoming weekend when you look at it. And it was quite honestly a matchup that we're we're recording this on Wednesday. I believe it came together yesterday when both of them had cancellations. Um, Warren De La Salle was supposed to play – Denby Denby canceled the season. Uh, River Rouge was supposed to play Renaissance. I'm not sure what the status is of Renaissance. I don't know if they canceled the entire season or just this particular game. But those two te- those two programs got together and decided they're going to be playing at Wayne State. Um, I believe on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a that's going to be a great matchup because those are two teams that quite honestly look to be contenders in D2 and D3, um, you know, kind of gives them a, a, a another opportunity to go again. It, it would be a shame if both of them were sitting on the sidelines, you know, taking a forfeit When You've got to love it when teams get together and challenge themselves. There's another slate, though, uh, this week, particularly on Friday. you got Castec Tech going to Muskegon. Um, you've got Davison and Novi Detroit Catholic Central, both teams coming off losses. I don't know how Catholic Central felt about their season opening. Obviously, not, not great. I know. I'll tell winning. you, I didn't
2: feel very comfortable with it. I, and I, and right. there's no shame in losing to Chippewa Valley, but kind of like with sure. West Bloomfield right. um, and their Adams game, you know, there's losing and there's getting beat. Absolutely. And yep. Yep. in the case of Catholic Central and West Bloomfield, who were my number one and number two teams in Oakland County, they didn't just lose; they got beat handily right. uh, by right. by their opponents. So.
3: I, in, I, in, in, I, in that Catholic
2: respect, C- in Catholic Central, sorry to interrupt you, Matt. There's one last thing. Catholic Central, unlike West Bloomfield, who was having to replace a lot of parts, Catholic Central was bringing almost everybody back. So it, yep. it should yeah, not they're, have they're been.
3: Really- Right. They're really their only Achilles heel was supposed to be their offensive line, you know, because they were replacing four out of five, but they had good parts to fit in there. And so we thought if they could get that offensive line going early, um, this could be a team that was a contender. They're facing a Davison team that's kind of on the other end of the spectrum because Davidson brought back nobody. And there were a lot of, you know, talk in the preseason from from the kids at you know, kids and coaches at Davison going, man, where is the respect for for our program being able to reload? I actually saw them play against Clarkston and you know, obviously at this early in the season we're not sure where, you know, exactly teams are. I think both of these teams have a chance to to be pretty good, but Davison looked good for the fact that they returned I think three total starters combined on both sides of the ball. I mean, they just kind of plugged in a new running back in A.J. Hill and and Hammerline, their quarterback, looked pretty good for a kid that, you know, I believe was on the JV last year. And that's That could be, you know, one of these teams is going to be sitting at 0-2 after this weekend, and it's going to be scratching their heads. If it's Davison, I think they would probably go, okay, well, you know, looking at what we brought back, 0 oh, and two to two very quality ranked teams is not the end of the world. If it's Catholic Central, I think that's going to be a little bit concerning for them, like you said, because if they end up starting the season now, doesn't mean their season is over, but it's certainly a point of, of clarity in their season if they if they end up 0 and two after high expectations. Like I, they I had. didn't
2: realize, I didn't realize they were replacing so much up front. So that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, I, I yeah. got to be a little more on my p's and q's, I guess. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask Matt about in his rankings is Detroit King, they're 0-1, but they lost on a crazy Hail Mary uh to the Carmel uh Greyhounds yes. in another one of our coverage right. districts. Yep. Uh Zach Osborne and, and those Greyhounds. Um th- they were at uh six before you dropped them three
3: yeah, Did I only see- dropped them three spots after that. Yeah, it was. It was exactly that. Just because when you go on the road and you play another state's one of their top handful of teams and and you lose on a Hail Mary like that, I mean, I, I, I ended up jumping them with um, – Rockford Mona Shores at Al, all of which won big I you know theoretically could I kept have kept them closer to six than I did absolutely yeah I I think they're one of the handful you know probably top 6 or 7 teams in the state once we get down to the very end but you know that was just kind of a decision I th- Rockford came off a of, uh, a big win against uh, Sterling Heights Stevenson, Muskegon uh, yep. Mona Shores, beat Lowell to keep their streak of uh, undefeated streak going. And do The Sal beat a, a good Chicago St. Patrick team real handily. So it was more about kind of what the other teams did than. Absolutely. What you said, there's no shame in losing to a, a Carmel team on the road on a Hail Mary. This oh, yeah. was less about
0: being. Yeah. Really, really actually overshadowed what a kind of a game Dante Moore had. It was an amazing Dante game.
2: And Dante Moore, it looked, it had hit, had the game winning touchdown pass to yes. Joe Williams with like 20 seconds left. It was this back and forth, yeah. uh, you know, a, a track fest yeah. marathon. And just so for people that know, or people from here to understand. What kind of team Carmel is, I mean, Carmel is a perennial state power at the highest level in Indiana. They're yeah. kind of like a Clarkston. In
0: everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a Rockford. Yes. It's like all their sports. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, or Castech, it, Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: So uh, Yeah, no
0: it, shame in that game. No question about it. I think one of the great things about the playoff point schedule now is we're going to see, I think, a lot better matchups throughout the course of a season because uh, a loss is not necessarily going to hurt you. It, can, may, it right. may actually help you. Uh, and they're going to have... Uh, an opportunity to redeem themselves this weekend versus Muskegon Mona Shores. Should be a uh, great game. Who currently sits at number seven. And, and I agree, Mona Shores being a rival like Lowell in that fashion uh, is uh, very impressive. And uh, the Sailors look like they're a team to be reckoned with uh, once again, despite the loss of. Brady Rose and others. So uh, we're going to see uh, what Detroit can do at home. Just so that uh, you guys know, the Week Two Top Ten right now as we wrap it up: Number one, Belleville; Number two, DeWitt; Number three, Detroit Cast Tech; Number four, Chippewa Valley; Number five, Grand Rapids Catholic Central; Number six, Rockford; Number seven, Muskegon Mona, Mona Shores; Number eight, Warren De La Salle; Number nine, Detroit King; Number ten, West Bloomfield. And a lot, like you said, a lot of uh, g- games this weekend. Featuring state-ranked teams, so uh, we could see another shakeup uh, next week. And quite frankly, that's the fun of yeah. high school football is hey. is you know we 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 need to see who are going to be the consistent winners coming out of these groups. And there's some really really tough matchups uh, over the next you know four weeks. So
2: and and when you look at this top 25 or even you know if, even if you just wanted to limit it to a top 10. We have some really good football in the state right now. yeah. I mean we're, we're kind of a lot of parody. trending upwards right. in terms of not just uh, blue chip talent but in terms of coaching in terms of uh, team chemistry. I mean, I think you could take all 10 of these teams that I'm looking at in our top 10 and even you could go down to probably 15. Oh yeah. and you could put these teams up against any uh, prep football teams in the Midwest and uh, you know it, it, it would bode well. For the Michigan teams, I, I just I, I'm really impressed by where we are standing right now, um, talent-wise, team-wise, coaching-wise. Uh, in the state right now.
0: Absolutely. Even East Lansing at 22, a tough loss to Grand Blank, uh, but they put up 34 points. They'll get a chance to uh, take on Fenton this week, and we'll see how good they're going to be. They've got some good matchups coming up for them as well. All right. I want to thank the digital managing editor at StateChampsNetwork.com, Matt Mowry, for giving us his thoughts on his state rankings, and they're up now at StateChampsNetwork.com. That's it for the podcast this week. Check out the Michigan Extra Point Talk Show for highlights, previews, Bernie's burning topics, and more all across the State Champs Network. Thanks for listening.